0: You're listening to Jai Along, and this is Make Your Break, episode number 15. Today, I have a very special guest with us, Danelle Bohain. She's a wedding photographer from New Zealand and regarded by many as one of the best in the world. Her work is beautiful and her approach to business is very inspiring. She's been in the industry for 10 plus years and today we're going to talk about building trust in your business, and why that is very important. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you by VisionArt Wedding Albums. I personally use VisionArt in my own business, and I believe they are one of the best. If you would like to give VisionArt a try, you can use the code MAKEYOURBREAK for a 30% discount on your first order, and I'll put that in the show notes. So let's not waste any time and jump straight into the interview. So Danelle, we got you on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you. And have you on the show all the way from New Zealand? Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you?
1: Well, hello, and it is a real pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, I yeah, it's a complete honour, and and it's going to be fun having a little chat for next wee while. And yeah, I'm hailing from New Zealand, and it's an amazing place to live.
0: Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about trust and how we build trust in our brands. And I thought this would be a perfect subject to talk to you about because I feel like I see a lot of consistency throughout your work, throughout your website, throughout every touch point that you put out there. And I believe that your, I guess like your business sort of oozes a lot of trust for clients and stuff. And I think it's something that people don't actually think about. Mm -hmm. And um I think it's like something perfect to talk to you about and your perspective and actually how much intention you put into that. So, what do you think about that subject?
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely a favorite topic of mine. And um, I think one of the biggest things is that humans really rely on trust in life. And I think it's a natural human instinct, whether people... Realize it or not like it's quite subconscious when you're making decisions um when you go you know like it's a simple things quite often that you will book with someone or purchase an item that has a trustworthy brand uh whether you realize it or not but uh often a brand is trustworthy and it comes through seeing a consistent way of working or yeah consistency through in our case and the work that i produce i hope that the trust can be seen through consistency of my imagery and also my experience that people have with me
0: it's pretty interesting hey because people don't even realize it but especially bigger companies they think so hard on how to get their clients or their customers to actually trust them to buy because as humans we don't like anything that's dangerous or uncomfortable and as soon as you feel like someone's going to rip us off or it's not a fair deal you know or we feel uncomfortable like we will not purchase or we will not sign up to something
1: oh absolutely i think that's why um there's like such successful heritage brands and i quite quite often maybe also the older i've got now i rather make a purchase it might be a little bit more expensive at the front end of things but it's a reliable brand that has like hundreds of years of experience in what they do and i know that it's going to last and i think that is all to do with trust and uh, yeah i just think that can yeah really be um relayed into our small businesses as well
0: yeah definitely hey before we get started you're a wedding photographer and you're based in New Zealand and you shoot weddings all over the world and you've got a very amazing career. I want to know a little bit about your humble beginnings and how you made your break to get to where you are today.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's probably one of the most important things is going through, I guess, all the different ebbs and flows of running a business from the ground bottom, you know, the rock bottom. Um, And yeah, like you said, the humble beginnings. And I actually feel so lucky that when I shot my first wedding, I actually got paid the first time it was a thousand dollars, which at that point of time, I was just out of university, university. And I was like a thousand dollars to do something. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's just like incredible. (laughs) So, um, And uh, I, I still, John and Helen were my couple that I photographed. And it was just like a small wedding down the road from my house. And I got it through a university friend's, like a friend of a friend. And yeah, he recommended me the job. Even though at that point he didn't realize that I was like wanting to do wedding photography, but I didn't realize either. I don't think anyone really thinks they're going to become wedding photographers <laughs> I mean, think just kind of like land up end up in it, it somehow um and anyway so they pay me a thousand dollars I produce the images and whenever I run like workshops I always love showing other photographers like my you know first images that I take like it's always a great laugh always a great laugh but it's um it's really humbling for me too and I also feel so proud of myself like I'm not one especially like Kiwis we're we're not good at like praising ourselves or anything like that we're very humble probably too humble but like it's really great for me to see like how far I've come because it's been 10 years now And yeah, it's just like, oh wow, I have got so much better at my craft, and you would hope so. (laughs) But yeah, it's really, really great to see and be like a really great reminder, especially when you're having like, I think everyone, especially being in like a visual uh, design kind of job, you have those moments where you get into little funks with like the work that you're creating. And yeah, I think it's really important to see those things. But anyway, so yeah, like I was saying, been doing this for 10 years now and I think I photographed like three or four weddings over that first year just like good friends and yeah I was just super lucky I mean I've worked hard I'm not saying this whole thing's been like but at the beginning I had a couple of weddings that were like really good looking people let's be honest (laughs) it helps (laughs) <laughs> um, to have good looking people in your portfolios. I'm not saying it's about that, but I'm just saying like well-styled, good-looking faces unfortunately sell really well f- for your brand. And um anyway, they got featured on a Magnolia Rouge, who Kate's a friend of mine I've known since pretty much the beginning of my career. And Magnolia oh. Mag- sorry, Magnolia Rouge was quite a popular wedding blog at the time. And this is at the time where the industry was literally just like booming, it, you know, like it was just beginning that whole boom of like the wedding storyteller rather than like <laughs> the cheesy Dutch, Dutch tilt shift and spot coloring. We're just kind of moving out of that phase. Um, and and I seriously had that feature of our friend's Jane Katz wedding on her website. And the next year I had booked 30 weddings and I thought, like, I wasn't that cheap at that time. I don't think I was booking because I was, like, super cheap in a bargain, but I think it was just, like, something refreshing and different that hadn't really been seen that much in New Zealand at the time, um, which just seems to be, like, the common way of working these days in wedding photography. Yeah, and I booked – I had 30 weddings the next season, and I was probably charging somewhere between – The three around the three to four K mark for weddings. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all began, really.
0: Yeah, cool. And then from there, it's just been a lot of work to get to where you are, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've, uh, sacrificed a lot, I think, in my, in my 20s, um, to build my business. And also, so has Dirk, who's my husband. I think he, left his job and started working with me because we wanted to make the most of traveling the world with weddings and it's been a wild ride and we've had so many amazing memories but as you know with travel when it comes to work like you have the highest of highs and like when a travel day is bad like it's bad (laughs) I don't know it's terrible um so yeah we've had some amazing experiences and then we've had some pretty shocking days amongst it all but that's life
0: in my career there's been a few times when i'm like mm, why am i traveling to this wedding when i could just shoot a wedding at home get paid and then buy a ticket and have, go and have a holiday somewhere
1: <laughs> i know it's so true but then like and then it's like come to india and um we'll, we'll pay your way <laughs> it's just like that trap the constant trap you fall into but no I could, it is a complete honor as well to do those things but ever since also recently having albie um our child um that whole like shooting down the road is just like for me that's almost in this season is like the definition of success like to be able to like come home and sleep in my own bed and give albie a little kiss on his head like i feel like that is success for me in my season and that's something that's really important.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I actually worked that out last year, and I was shooting some weddings that were like maybe two hundred meters. My favorite venue was two hundred meters from my house, and I'd finish, and I couldn't believe that I could just walk home, and I was in bed within like four minutes.
1: Oh, ideal! Auckland's not quite that cool, (laughs) you know. But we do have amazing, you know, venues. Still, that's half an hour drive. That's not too bad because we live out in the bush, so i'm half an hour i'm half an hour to everything but there's no really good venues out in titarangi it's amazing i always do like my engagement shoots and things close by but (laughs) yeah have to travel a tiny bit more but yeah nothing like sleeping in your own bed
0: (laughs) absolutely hey um i know along the way you also um teach workshops and you help photographers with their craft and their business and Um, I've actually talked alongside you at different workshops around the place as well. Yes. Tell me about your first workshop. I want to know.
1: Gosh, it was, I think, October 2015, if I'm correct, so four years ago. Um, I always find, like, America generally leads the way in terms of industry standards with most things, Um, and workshops are, like, booming over in the States and a lot of people that I've met were running workshops and, and things like that and I was like, look, no one's doing them in New Zealand. No one, no one has been doing them at all in weddings. And I'm like, oh, it's an amazing like opportunity for me to do them. And I felt like six years under my belt. Like I was like, I think I've got the experience to be able to share my knowledge to other people at this point. And so I put my brave pants on and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I launched my workshop and I found it super hard to sell tickets. Like it was just like, yeah, running upstream. Um, And I actually did sell out in the end. So I had 12 people. I did 12 seats available for that first one. But yeah, I had to really push my marketing on that. And just like it, it became this educate. I was trying to educate people at the same time. That if they <laughs> take my workshop, that I can streamline their business way quicker than them trying to work everything out. And um, yeah, it was almost still a little bit of a foreign concept because I feel like only now other industries are doing it in New Zealand. In the last year or two, it's only really picked up that you know workshops are a thing and a great way to learn. So yeah, and then in two thousand and um 16 or 17 I can't remember if I waited I think I waited another year and a half to do my next one um and that was just like a complete contrast of um I sold I literally sold out in 20 minutes that first workshop so I was a two-day workshop down in Queenstown so then I like launched another one that night or the next morning and did like two workshops back to back each week yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I actually haven't been doing one this year just because I had a baby in the middle of the winter, so that was my focus. <laughs> but, yeah, i would be keen to get back onto the horse again next year.
0: It's so interesting, hey, like I have actually noticed here in Melbourne the same thing, like wedding, when I first started there was, there was a couple of w- workshops, but I would say there would be no more than what I can see on one hand and there were like few and far between. And now I can start seeing people in other industries like florists and stylists and everybody, you know, doing workshops as well. And I actually believe that like education is going to, it is changing, but it's going to change so fast and so rapidly because people realize it's like a share economy now. Like we're already doing Airbnb and Uber and we're sharing our stuff and cars and houses. And with education, like there's a big gap where you've got to pay a lot of money to go to university to learn some stuff or you can learn from an industry leader and then literally fast track everything like
1: when i launched my business no i had absolutely no opportunities to learn from someone else i had to email and like beg a photographer to let me like come and like at this time I was more interested in commercial work and I was like I just want to paint the cyclorama let me do your accounts like I was just desperate to be in the environment where they created and just to glean off them in any way so like people who are starting in this career or any kind of creative career now can just like fast track like and cut out those I mean but Well, I will say though, like there's nothing like learning from your mistakes and fails at the beginning of a business to really help build your business as well. There's some things that you've just got to learn for yourself, but also I'm all for education too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. It's actually funny because I'm the same as you. When I started, there just wasn't anything out there. There was no resources out there for me to just fast track something. It was just like, how do you work it out? Yeah, I do believe now that like I've made so many mistakes that I wouldn't take them back. Like they've helped me so much and I'm glad no one's told me, you know, like an easier yeah. way.
1: <laughs> of course. But then there's like wisdom as well that comes into play. Like I feel like wisdoms is like watching other people make some mistakes and then you're like, oh, I don't have to make that mistake. <laughs> I can learn from their mistake as well. It's like just those, it's a balance between it all, I think. And um yeah, I, I went to university and studied photography and it was good for me. I was only eighteen and nineteen at the time, so it was perfect, but um I didn't need to do like there is not much that overlays into my business. Except funny thing is that I I did a more practical a diploma in photography and one we did a business paper and um my teacher um for that business paper is like back in my life now, because I changed over to Sony and he's in charge of Sony photography in New Zealand. So small world, but (laughs) so, um, it's crazy how.
0: I want to ask you, why do you think it's important to have a brand that people trust?
1: Um, yeah, I just think the most important thing is that people will know what they're getting and, I don't think people actually like surprises. Well, I know I don't. (laughs) And um, I especially think people don't want a surprise when it comes to their experience with a wedding days. Like they want to know that you're reliable and a trustworthy person who's going to follow through the whole experience. And like I mentioned before, like human, it's only natural human instinct for people to want to book a trustworthy person um for something like their wedding day and I just think that um for you to get more work in the future as well as a wedding photographer or anything in your creative business that um for people to have that trust with you that they're going to then recommend you to someone else and that's how your business grows and I think I always like to look at it like this. If you give someone an incredible experience and give them pretty good photos, they're going to recommend you over and over again. But if you give someone a really terrible experience and you're slack and different touch points through your business and give them incredible photos, I don't think that they're going to recommend you because they're like, yeah, she's an amazing photographer but gosh, she was really hard to deal with. She was super slack on emails and um, things like that. It's not just about focusing on the craft when it comes to running a um, small business, obviously. But yeah, it's not just about putting all your effort into um, photography. And it goes the other way too. Like I've really decided to um, str- like make things as simple as possible when it comes to running this business and for me my I always primarily focus on client care and my photography and I think all the other fluff and extra things like yeah there's seasons that it's more important but I don't think it's even more important than those two things and so I always will put my focus into those things
0: definitely yeah I love that I've also like when I was a electrician like one just thinking about trust and like how to portray it um, I remember I'd work as a tradie and I've said this a few times, like if something was wrong, say it was like I had a leaky tap or something, I personally wouldn't hire a handyman. I would get a plumber because I believe that they are specialised in the job and they would get it done. Or if there's a light fixture broken, like call me, I'm an electrician, I'm licensed and I can do it, opposed to like a handyman. And even just like little things like... With my website, I realized a big shift was when I took all my personal work off my website and all my travel photos and all my everything and I started really specializing in weddings and just just so I could show people, hey guys, I specialize in this and you can trust me because I don't do anything else with my time except shoot weddings. Even though I do, but that's what I was like portraying across on my website and that made a huge difference for me actually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that comes with your the social media aspect as well. And I do think it also depends on like your general clientele, which further on in your business, you'll figure out that you'll have like a specific type of clientele that you're marketing towards. Right, right, right. Like you've got to be careful of the things that you're showing on your Instagram stories. And and sometimes they don't want to see a photo of your dog as much as I love that things maybe your general clientele don't but jay i love Pippi. just so you know (laughs) yeah for me i know yeah that they appreciate certain things more than others
0: definitely i think that's kind of why i got a different a couple different accounts too like my wedding one i'm really i don't really show any weekend stuff or things that i do outside of work and everything is always like Uh hey I'm just doing a blog post for this, or I'm working with a florist, or I'm working, you know, alongside someone, and it really is driving the home the fact that I live and breathe weddings, just because that clientele they that's all they care about whilst they're following me.
1: Exactly, they're in that season; they um, their whole world is about weddings, so I'm sure they'll all yeah enjoy seeing those certain things, or like you showing a florist setting up for the wedding day, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, their work's amazing." and then they'll like click through and then you love working with that person. Yeah, it's great. Great bouncing board for those kind of things.
0: Hey, so I know it's a little bit different. Um, you also teach uh, wedding photographers and that's sort of part of your business as well and like, having workshops and stuff like that. But what I want to know is like, how do you win over the trust of your peers? So, you know, enough that they will vote with their dollar to come and pay for a workshop and know they're going to get value from you
1: yeah I think um for me uh it's the fact that I have been in the game for a while now like I said earlier 10 years I think the longevity of my business speaks for itself and people might look at my photos and think that's why they're coming along Because I make great photographs for wedding days and things like that. But I think even subconsciously, they don't, they're like, oh, she has been doing it for so long. So there must be something that she's doing that's working. Um, I'm not saying I have it all together because different seasons in life throw different things at you. And like, I really struggled last year um through the wedding season because I was really sick with my pregnancy and physically by the end of it I shot like 33 weeks a four-day wedding in Nashville and I was like so (laughs) physically exhausted like I hope that I know my clients had an amazing time with us but I also hope that I tried my best in my situation but I you know like I don't want to have let them down at points but I'm like oh gosh maybe just like I was just so at the end of myself by then but anyway I'm getting sidetracked here but I'm just saying like (laughs) I do have moments of weakness in my business um but the fact that it's still I'm still booking 10 years out you know after 10 years I'm still booking weddings and getting incredible clients coming my way and when it comes to me educating photographers I think they're seeing that consistency in my work from one wedding to the next, from one season to the next, that I'm still producing imagery that obviously that they think is working. And I haven't kind of swayed in those 10 years. It's been quite steadfast as a business. It's
0: actually pretty rare, isn't it, in our industry now I think about it. Like how many people when we were coming up, like that were coming up with us that are no longer here and people that were teaching workshops that are no longer here and, you know, people coming in and out. Exactly. So, and then you get people that just sort of just keep going and they just keep going. Mm,
1: totally. And I think it's hard whether you know, it's a creative industry because I think general um, artistic creative souls get a bit bored as well at times so they they want that change and good on them that's fine but I think um Cy Moore who's a really great friend of both of us um always says there's like that three-year mark for a lot of people who are kind of like riding the wave and their business is gets quite successful but it's like have you built a business of longevity and I think the cracks start appearing after three years of businesses to see whether they're going to last or not
0: I think the three-year mark is when it becomes a real, like, actual business. Because before that, you're kind of riding off the highs of things, sort of like just are all working out, and your prices are starting to go up, and it's not actually like a real business yet. And when you get to three years, it's like, okay, now I need to buckle in and and start making this work. You know?
1: Yeah. It's really it's it's interesting to watch, and I think yeah, the longer you're in it you observe a lot and you also see the industry go through a whole new cycle. I think it's not every three years. I'd say it's like every seven years or something, I see like a whole new wave of, it's not just trends, but like a whole new wave of photography and weddings and the the industry just dramatically changes. (laughs) I'm not, I'm only 30, but I kind of feel like the old, (laughs) old, like the old guys, like the old boys club now. I'm definitely
0: not old. <laughs> Do you believe in like today, um, more so than like five years ago or whenever, that reviews and testimonials help you build a trust? Like especially now that people quickly go onto websites or they're browsing through things. Do you believe like having someone, e- even if, you know, like I kind of you see reviews, you could put a fake review on your website. But I think a lot of times, I see a review, whether it's fake or not, like I don't really care because I see like a sense of, oh, someone else trusts them. Okay. And then if I want real reviews, I'll Google them and then see if I can find some reviews online. But yeah, do you do you put weight on reviews and testimonials?
1: I mean, I do. I absolutely do because I just, for instance, my dog had to go to the vet yesterday and we've relocated like quite far out of the city, out as in 30 minutes. That's far in New Zealand. Um and our vet is like in town and I was like, I just cannot be bothered going into town. So I was like tittering your vets. And um anyway, I read a review and I was like, Okay, seems legit. I'm gonna go. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was an interesting experience to say the least. Anyway, that's a side story. But I <laughs> obviously use reviews and go off them. But funny thing is, I don't actually have Google reviews set up on my business, but I have testimonials on my site and I would like to think that people do read those. But for me, at the end of the day, it's still it comes back to word of mouth over totally. anything else. But absolutely, they are important. But I focus on that word of mouth more than anything and I see that time and time again in my business I and when I teach workshops I show like this grid of like all my brides and grooms who are like connected in circles and then I mean that's a great reminder to show that okay obviously I'm giving good experiences to people because I'm shooting (laughs) the same circles over and over again there's like three main circles in New Zealand that lap over yeah that i have like shoot and i'm sure (laughs) that's similar to you as well being in a city like melbourne that that strong connection and i mean it's a bit different obviously if you're focused on doing destination weddings maybe reviews are more important to your business like that but word of mouth super important if you're building a local yeah i think um
0: like reviews and stuff are great if they're like cold audience that are coming and they never heard of you. But what I've noticed is like really mm-hmm. putting a lot of weight into like how you treat other vendors and people in the industry. And then like if one person, if a celebrant says, you know, someone says, I'm gonna, f- I'm thinking about hiring Jai to shoot my wedding. And they're like, oh, free the birds. you definitely hire him. He's amazing. I've worked with him. Then that's the review. And it's like exactly. nothing gets more powerful than that, is it? There's like no one more. person praising your name and then, you've, then you're done. They're going to book you.
1: Exactly. There's nothing with more weight than that, in my opinion. And yeah, I think also because, yeah, I think if you're a photographer that's sitting in that middle price point of like, you know, you're earning good money, but you're not shooting like more high end clientele things, you're in the more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's competitive a, the, the biggest, yeah, the more competitive market in that point. Reviews are probably going to be have more weight, like you are saying, then like, yeah.
0: So, Do you believe like with your price point and as it's gone higher and higher as your career has gone along, it's like with the price point itself created more trust with your clients? Because I know for myself, like as my price has gone up, my clients have 100% trusted me more and they've treated me more like a professional as well. And so they send me less mood boards and they micromanage me less. And they literally go, yeah, whatever you do, we've paid the deposit, go for it. And they, get, they they just allow me to have creative control. And that's come down to price points a lot of the time. So, do you think the oh, same?
1: Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, I don't remember the last time someone sent me a photograph for a Pinterest mood board click. Like, um, it doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. And like, which is obviously really lovely and flattering and yeah it's uh it's like okay they finally trust me (laughs) they Mm -hmm. actually just like the work that I create rather than what someone else creates that they want me to do so that's like lovely but also I think those clients that are generally higher budget because my price points higher so I'm shooting higher budget weddings they also don't stand for like sloppiness when it comes to business either like (laughs) you have to they want a super slick fast experience with you I wouldn't say like I'm really fast on the post-production side but I've educated people that it does take longer as long as you keep communicating to people I think that is really important like they want to be they want to know what's going on they want communication so for me that's really part of the trust game as well it's just like have really slick communication with your couples.
0: Yeah, I guess like uh, once you get that trust, that's when you can actually put up your prices too, isn't it? Because I remember like when my prices started going up, it really was because my business, my brand was so trustworthy that people were going like, you have to hire this guy, you have to hire this guy. And then there was like more demand and people would pay it without questioning because they know that like, we know the experience he gives because we've heard it from other people.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree
0: with that one. All right. Well, this is the last big hitting question and I know a lot of my listeners, they romanticize about traveling and <laughs> shooting weddings or, you know, like working overseas in whatever they do. So, with international weddings, like how do you get people to trust you enough to fly around the world and if they've never actually met you before, is there anything like with, you know, your social media or do you give out like a PDF or something that educates your clients or... Like, basically, how do you get people to know that you have a passport and you will get to their wedding without creating any extra stress?
1: Yeah, well, I think the most important thing at this this stage when you're doing international weddings is... Also, keep that experience super personal the whole time. People want a tailored experience with you if they're spending a lot of money on you to fly you across the world to photograph their wedding. So, at this point, I'm sending custom pricing. I, I you know, things are tailored to them, they're not just sent my general PDF. I write their names on the pricing website and I ask them in the emails before. Like, what are you needing? What What are you looking for? Are you wanting multi-days covered? Is there a brunch? Is there a rehearsal dinner? Um, I'm giving it a, quite a tailored experience because at the end of the day, they're going to be paying much more if they're sending me across the world to photograph. Uh, I'm not doing many of these per year and I lose out on a lot because I will not travel <laughs> at my own expense at this stage of my business. I'm not saying oh, totally. I've, I've never done that because that's how I started. I've, I've covered the um, price of a flight um, for my first destination wedding because I wanted that, and that was about six, seven, seven years ago. But anyway, what I'm saying is just like for me, I'm just trying to keep that trust and that r- really good personal experience there. And I don't think I'm, – I'm not telling them like this is how I do it. Um, I'm working with them I feel like I'm trying to make it work for everyone but I keep things very much in my control and in that terms as well because I'm the expert like I want people to come to me because I know what I'm doing with my business and that comes to like I book my flights I book my accommodation because I know what I need and I know how like I know I need to come in a few days earlier or I don't want to fly on three you know I don't want three flights to get to LA I want to direct because I don't want to do it when just because it's cheaper so I work out all those things first like how much it's going to cost for me to get there because and I'll spend the time researching like the price of flights and accommodation and car hire and give them a custom travel quote that is attached to the other prices when it comes to me being part of their wedding day but I got most of my international work through Instagram to be honest and um
0: and they're already following you and they're already trusting you yeah
1: yeah a lot of people have come to be like oh I've been waiting for years to be able to email you (laughs) to say I'm finally engaged because I've they've been they have been like an avid follower of my work for some time um and like that's so lovely to be able to be able to you know be a part of these people's weddings and yeah so I think a lot of the time people already have made up their minds that they want me to get there and but in saying that I still lose out on a lot of weddings because it's expensive and like I'm like you've got amazing wedding photographers in your backyard (laughs) but I won't say that if I really want to go there but Um, If I'm not available, if it's just not going to work out, you know, it's great that I know so many people across the world now that I can refer to and I know they're going to be well looked after and the wedding day is going to be well documented.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Funny, weird little story. I shot a uh, wedding in Chicago like I think last year and um, she contacted me and she contacted a local photographer and she ended up going with me and I ended up hiring him to second shoot the wedding and so we both showed up to the wedding and it was just like a funny thing and I kind of felt like did I really need to fly across the world for this like but
1: <laughs> it's so good she's a lucky girl oh the couple yeah anyway it's yeah it's crazy it's a amazing industry to be a part of and there are so many talented people it's insane but it doesn't mean that I mean, I just think there's just so much available work because people are always getting married and there's always someone out there who loves the way that you see the world.
0: It's actually one of those things that people ask me a lot. Like, are you worried because you've been doing it for a long time and you're going to start running out of work? And I've got friends that are starting to run out of work. And um, I can honestly say I'm more busy now than I've ever been. And like I do way less marketing than I've ever have or way less hustling because I've got so many other things going on. But there's just so much work and if you create a business that has a reputation that looks after people and it's like client centric then that would just keep going and keep going. That's what I believe anyway.
1: Oh, it's so true. And I mean I have thought about that so much especially with just recently having a baby cuz so many people are like, "Oh, like how's business going to be now that you've got a kid on the way?" But I've just had to have like faith in myself and the business that I've built that even if I'm a little bit MIA for a while like over this winter I was pretty quiet on social media and whatnot because I had a lot more on my plate that business will still come in and I know there's things that are starting like I need to get out my new website that was built months and months ago and things like that that I do need to get on to but the business it's there it's there I'm booking weddings already for 2021 and life is great
0: (laughs) that's a really good one to finish on life is great
1: Life is great.
0: <laughs> where, where can we find your great life online? So, your social media handle, is that the best way to say hello?
1: Yeah, um, it's at Danielle Bohane. There's no I in my name. <laughs> it's Danielle without an I, so Danielle Bohane.
0: Yeah, the amount of times I've seen people get that wrong, like right in front of you.
1: I know. And it's always, hey, Danielle, or hi, Daniel. I'm like, mm, <laughs> my name is not Daniel, but it's okay. I, I'm really not offended by it. I'm just so used to it. But, um, yeah it's a great thing having the only name in the world I'm the only Danelle Bohane in the world so I can get every handle anything when it comes to social media
0: oh that's so cool
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but,
0: um, okay Donnell, that's pretty much all we've got time for today I really want to thank you again for taking the time and having a chat with me and I know you're probably going to be coming back to Melbourne soon to do some workshops over here in Australia and I hope we get to catch up then
1: Yes, it'll be wonderful.
0: Yeah, and to the guys listening now, I highly recommend Danelle's workshops. I've heard so many great things and I've taught alongside Danelle as well. And um, if you want to take your wedding photography business to another level and and learn from one of the greats, definitely jump over and creep her website and Instagram and everything like that. And um, thank you again, Danelle.
1: Oh, thank you, Di. It's very kind of you. It's been a pleasure.
0: I hope today's episode has brought you some great insights and things to think about in your own business. If you're loving the show and you want to help me bring you more great content, leave a review and subscribe to the show. You've been listening to Jai Long and I'll see you guys next week.
1: Make Your Break is brought to you and hosted by Jai Long in our Melbourne studios and produced by our American friends, Simpler Media Productions. For more information on this podcast, our workshops, or anything your heart desires, please visit chylong.co.